Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchuff. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. Today we are on site at American Factory Wheel with the owner, founder, Josue Casillas, who is also a friend and somebody that I have nothing but respect for someone that took an idea almost 20 years ago from a garage and built it into what he's built it into today, which is American Factory Wheel. Um, we just did a behind the scenes episode, uh, which is available on YouTube. Uh, we always do a behind the scenes episode with our podcast guest, but we got to learn more about your business, which we appreciate. And um, thank you for, for hosting us here at your new location in Santee. Welcome to Digital Hospitality. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. I think uh, one of the most important things, if this is the first time you're tuning into the show, digital hospitality is its a thesis. It's something that we're trying to find every single week. Businesses, leaders, brands, personalities, people that are approaching life and business in a way that's focused on the internet, that's focused on the phone, but that's focused on making an impact and changing not just their business, but their industry. And that's why I'm so excited to have a conversation with you today. Uh, you have not just moved your business, but you've transformed your business in what you do on Yelp, what you do on Instagram, what you do on Twitter, what you do on Facebook, and you're always trying to push the envelope. And I, you know, more specifically, your website. I know that you've invested heavily on getting all of the inventory that you have as a shop, as a small business, online so that people can find it. Why was that so important? Well, we, we need a presence, obviously. I mean, um, that's why you're here today. This is my first podcast and um, kind of saw what you were doing with the uh, Cali Comfort and I was very impressed with um, the amount of followers you've gained over the last um, you know, months and uh, just having a media presence is, uh, is a big deal. So with that, you know, the website is, is important. Um, switching our, our business into an e-commerce business, um, it's the future, so. I mean, I couldn't, I mean, obviously I couldn't agree with you more. It's something that as a small business owner, we all know and we all see every single day, our wives, the people in our lives, the people we love, our children, everyone's on their phone. Right. And we know that no matter what business we're in, we need to be discoverable on the phone. And whether that's on Facebook, whether that's on Instagram, whether that's on Yelp, whether that's through Google search, whether right. that's through Alexa, no matter what it is, if we don't show up where people are, then it's going to be very difficult to do business in the next five years and the next 10 years. Yeah, for sure. So again, having that media presence <coughs> is huge and um, something I'm very much committed to do. Um, you know, starting now. So I'm excited, man. I'm so excited, pumped up just to be here with you and um, your team um, and, uh, you know, starting on this new journey um, of social, uh, of media marketing. It's media marketing. And I think that's, that's important too, is, you know, it's crazy because we opened our business in 2008, our restaurant. And that was at a time where I thought Facebook was a joke. You know, I, I always tell people I, I made fun of my my business partner yeah. at the time, who yep. Corey Robinson, one of my <clears throat> best friends. You know, is in my wedding, and I love him dearly. He has right. a real estate business, but I made fun of him for being on Facebook. Like he was. Well, like just what trying, do you mean, made fun of him? Like I would poke fun of him, like, oh, like you're just trying to pick up chicks. Yeah. Like, cause oh. that's what that's what I saw Facebook. <laughs> yeah, as. for sure. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, we're trying to run a restaurant. What, like, what are you doing, screwing around on the yeah. internet on yeah. Facebook? Yeah. 
But then when we were struggling and trying to get people to come into our restaurant, and you know, we opened in a in Spring Valley, which is a part of town that most people told us do not open up a business right. there. And I realized that marketing was something I had to do whatever was possible to get yep. people to come into the restaurant. Yep. Whether that was showing NFL Sunday ticket, whether that was showing fight night, whether that was showing, you know, MLB package, no matter what happened, we had to get people to come yeah. in. How do I tell people that we have those right. things? I had to start learning about the internet in the ways that I, I didn't, I didn't go to school for the right. internet. Yep. You know, I didn't learn how to, yep. you know, do any of that yep. stuff. Facebook was one of the first platforms that I'm like, well, okay, you can create a business page. Maybe we should create a business page. Maybe I should post that we're hosting the fight on Facebook. Right. And to think for the last 11 years, we've created something where social media, all these different platforms, every day as business owners, we're hopefully posting content right. to those platforms. Right. But we don't own those platforms, right? We don't. So what can we do now in 2019 and moving forward to continue to obviously publish on those platforms, but also publish on our own website right? so that that content, so that when people are coming, they're coming to find us and they're coming to buy, buy directly from you. Right. Yeah. You know, I think that's something which I'm so impressed that you've taken the investment to build your website the way that you have, because it's mobile friendly. Right. You know, why was that important to you? Uh, again, I mean, just uh, it's funny because what you said right now about um, the Facebook thing, I've always seen Facebook and uh, Instagram and and, you know, I see people like you, you know, they're constantly posting on there and stuff. And to be quite honest with you, it gets kind of annoying, right? Mm -hmm. You almost want to start deleting people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, but then, you know, and then it, it just clicked at me not too long ago. I'm like, wait. This is what we need to be doing right now. And it's important for us to have this presence and be consistent with this presence um, on social media um, and, you know, with content, like you said. So uh, the website is a big part of that. Um, it's not completely done yet, but um, we're well on our way. And um, I definitely see the, uh, you know, the big picture on what we need to do um, with media and, you know, e-commerce website and, um, being on eBay and just trying to tap into everything you can possibly try to get into every platform um, everything I mean we, we need to get in everywhere so yeah it's important yeah I think you know it's one of those things when you start to realize okay well I want to have a website where just for us as a restaurant I want to make sure that we have photos for every single menu item that we're offering yeah you know I can't tell you how many restaurant websites you go to and you go there and the menu's not updated. Right. You know, or the hours are incorrect, right. or the content is, yeah. is, you know, it's a broken link. <clears throat> that stuff is very frustrating as a customer. And I know for you, it becomes a daunting task when you have as, how many inventory items do you have that needed to get onto that website? Well, you know, <laughs> the, the thing is, is like, you know, wheels have been around, OEM wheels have been around since the early 1900s when the cars got invented pretty so much. Explain OEM, so explain OEM So wheels. OEM is original equipment manufactured. It's what comes on your car when you buy it from the dealership. Um, now you have the option of going to tire shops and changing them out and get the spinners you were talking about. <laughs> you know? Apparently spinners um, aren't a thing. But OEM is stock. Just for rap videos. Yeah, it's, it's stock, it's just stock stuff. Um, and trying to put as much inventory into the website, it's very challenging and um, it's an everyday job. 
Um, so it's been difficult. I mean, it's been 18 years in the makings. Um, and so we're here. We're, the, website, the website's up and running now. Um, How many website domains do you have? I probably have seven to ten different domains. And why do you have seven to ten different domains? Because I was a confused son of a bitch. <laughs> I appreciate That's your the honesty. That's honest to God truth. Um, we have two parts to our business, and it's one of the things I struggle with is how do you market both of them when they're actually um, there's really two businesses. You know, mm -hmm. um, how do you how do you market that into one where the repair business is more of a local thing? And then the distribution of wheels is more of a nationwide thing. Um, it's, it's just it's a hard thing to do. And what's the percentage between those two? Is it the business 50 /50? is actually 50 50. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So again, the repairs is it, we can only control the local scene. Um, and so that's where it becomes challenging trying to mix both businesses sure. um, and market it. So that's the hard part marketing this business as one. So, yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, that's something that's so important and, you know, what I appreciate any small business owner is like when we understand that we don't have all the answers, you know, it's like I've, I'm so lucky that I have people that recommend books to me and, you know, Story Brand by Donald Miller, which we've talked about on this podcast, highly recommend the book, right. but it's about clarifying your message, right? you know, and even if you have two different businesses, how do you clarify your so message? So you're, you're the third person that's actually brought up the name of that book. You have to. Uh, it, and like, so I bought it. podcast as well. You know, I just you haven't have read it? it, but I need to. Perfect. Yeah. And, you know, back to the Story Brand, it's, it's about clarifying your message, especially online because attention spans are short. You know, yep. we all have short attention spans, but back to, you know, what you were saying is, it is easy to fall into the trap where you see people that are posting a lot and you go exactly that. You're like, why, like, that's annoying. Why are you posting so right. much? But once you realize that when you're top of mind to a customer, you don't know where a potential customer might come no, from. No, for sure, yeah. You know, and I think that's the real shift in dynamics of what's happening with small businesses. We don't know if somebody's going to find us at the local hockey game. Yeah. You know, we don't know if someone's going to find us because yep. somebody had us for yep. to cater their, yep. you know, their holiday party. We have to always be figuring out ways to produce content for the internet. Right. But do it in a way that is true to who we are. Right. You know, if somebody chooses not to follow us, that's that's totally up yeah. to them. But if we're not where people want to be then that becomes our problem, right? right. Yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, for you, you're in a business that's typically seen as a business to business, right? Right. Where you're typically making relationships with auto um, repair shops. So yeah. you have relationships, that's the which is how you business, built yeah. your business, yeah. which was relationships yeah. so that they referred you. Yeah. So somebody would get into an accident, they go to their auto bot, their insurance sends them to a specific auto body yeah. shop, that auto body shop says, hey, I need this wheel. Right. Let's, call, let's call American Factory yep, Wheel. Yep, that's exactly how it is, yep. When did you find out that you also had, instead of just a business to business, you had a business to consumer? Because um, of Yelp, I mean, honestly, it's we've always been set up to be a wholesale business. You know, like you said, relationships and um, with, uh, you know, the, the ret retailers. Um, but because of Yelp, I guess, it's just something that just kind of fell in my lap and really forced me to consider um, that uh, stream of revenue more. Um, and I mean, you so, almost yeah. have 400 reviews that are five-star reviews, right, yeah. which means that you took that platform seriously. Yeah, you I know, have. Yelp is something that 
typically as business owners, you go, oh, well, I mean, I know there's a significant amount of restaurant owners that ignore Yelp because right. they don't like what's being written about their that's restaurant. So, that's so crazy. It's crazy. That's, it's crazy. Because it's a platform for people that are looking for food. Yeah. But not only looking for food, now Yelp has expanded to all different types of businesses. Right. So if you own yeah. a, a gardening business, yeah. you can request a quote. If you own a if you own a If you're shop. in any type of business and you don't have <coughs> Yelp, there's a problem. Correct. You know, you're kind of you're 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 taking yourself out out the picture here. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous when you don't have some type of social media or uh, you know, presence, you know, in general. Well, it's, so. it, and you can do it for free. You can claim your business yeah, listing exactly. for free and update that information. It takes so that you a few minutes to correct. set up. It takes you, <laughs> and that's the crazy thing is it, not only does it take you a few minutes to set up, but once you set that up, you realize, oh, I already have the information that I need to set up my Google business page. Right. So now I can go and transfer that information. So all these different platforms. Yeah. So once have you do one thing, up, correct. You know, it kind of leads you to do others like yes. Google and uh, social media, and it's just an ongoing thing. But yeah. You know. And I think you know, for me, watching people own their business on Yelp, it's such an empowering thing because right. that's just it's one platform, but it's like you said, it it triggers you to know, hey, I need to update this. Like, right. hey, maybe I should update my Instagram account. Right. And like you started posting more on Instagram and now you're A-B testing yep. ads, yep. targeted ads. Yep. Why is that important? Uh, well, yeah, another thing you get from uh, those Yelp is are the reviews. A bad re review can actually be a good review. Yes. I mean, because it's uh, constructive criticism, right? So you grab that and you know, you you fix what needs to be fixed at, the, at your business and um, so yeah, it's important to um, <laughs> Chewy. I love that you have you have do dog hey, friend, dog dog friendly business. We're always down with dog friendly businesses. What's up, Chewy? I saw that he did, uh, Chewy doesn't like the mail. He hates the mailman. <laughs> he hates the mailman. Nor the mail lady. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> um, so I've had George Recoy from Recoy Creative. He was on uh, Behind the Smoke back in the day, and something we always talk about. That's on the my podcast boy right there, George. Is all ABB always be branding. I know that you use George for graphic design. Yeah, why, George why do you has make taught that, me so much. Why do you make that decision? Well, I mean, George just knowing him on a personal level, um, but also he's got mad skills. What he's able to, what he's been able to do with a San Diego Bull Complex um, out of his garage, really in his back of his, you know, car like, and stuff. We like stuff. garage businesses. Yeah, I love it. Bootstraps. Yeah, it's a great story. And George is going to do well if he keeps doing what he's doing. But I've learned so much uh, so much from George on branding, right? So um, he's the one that has done everything for us, really, our graphic designs and uh, flyers, postcards, you know, the smallest things, to even doing like envelopes and um, postcards and uh, social media. Now he's doing our social media mm -hmm. ads and stuff. And um, so, yeah, I... I love George. He's great. I, I think it's important, you know, for business owners to know you have, if you don't care about the brand and you don't care about the logo, yeah. how can you expect your employees to buy into it? Right. Yeah. Like, how can you expect the culture to be proud of where you work? You know, one of the things when Corey and I started Cali Comfort was like, we cared so much about taking the time for the name of the business, but also the logo behind it. because. Right that was going to be in our gear. That's what we're going to wear. That's what we're going to represent. Because, yeah. And when someone is out, we have a server that goes out to Costco on the other side of the county and they see somebody else wearing a Cali Comfort shirt, like 
they automatically have a connection. Yeah, that's free marketing. It's free marketing. Yep. It's a connection, and then they're part of the story. Yeah. You know, and I think that's something that you know George has done an incredible job, not just helping us because he's done multiple projects helping us with behind the smoke logo, but also Cali BBQ Media. Right. And obviously, what he's done with American Factory Wheel. I mean, when I came up, I've never, today's the first day I've been to your new location, and literally, you have signs everywhere. Yeah, right. I mean, you have a, a almost a, you know, a marquee out in the front, yep. but that gives you that sense of pride. Then you know that this business takes their brand seriously. Right. Because brand is the only thing right. that is going to separate you from somebody else. Yeah, it's all about branding, man. It's, it's about branding, about but it's also about you, right? You know, because you, as the business owner, are the man behind the man, right? You know, and you started this in your garage. I did. Why? How? I just. So we're going into that story. Oh yeah. Okay. I want it. So people need people need to know that like whatever their dreams are and their hopes are, that entrepreneurs every single day is a struggle, but yeah. it started somewhere, right? It did. So. AFW started in 2001, um, and it was just, you know, I was struggling. I had just left a job, um, and then went to another job, and then another job, and kind of was just bouncing around. Um, and my friend Scott, who worked for uh, one of the big tire shops here in San Diego, and you know, he's he's a real good friend of mine. Um, you know, he called me one day and said, "Come over to the house. I I, I want out of uh, this tire company. Um, I have a plan for us." I wasn't working at the time. I had just moved out of my parents' house at 28 years old. 28. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I was at home helping out the family, really. You stepped up yeah, as, I as, stepped up, as a yeah. son. And so now I'm unemployed and, uh, you know, living in this uh, house uh, with four other roommates and stuff. And um, so I go over to Scott's house and he, he comes up with the idea of uh, buying used rims. Um, and he asked me that day, he said, hey, how much money do you have, right? And so I said, I don't have any money. <laughs> and um, so he said he was going to pull some of his uh, 401k um, out. And um, if I can just kind of grab some money, you know, whatever I can get. And I, said, I, I told him, I think I can get about five grand. I'll have to ask my mom, <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's kind of how it started. And um, so from there, I, started, I went out and started buying used rims and stuff. And, um, had them in my garage. Where were you buying them from? Um, just tire shops, you know, just because I was in the tire industry, so I knew people in the game and stuff. And so just going to these tire shops and saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, uh, you know, I, I need to buy your used rims. And so they would sell them to me. Yep. And, and you knew there was a market for it, or were you doing it in hopes that there was a market for it? Well, there was another guy that was doing it, and he was doing really well with it. Um, I just kind of felt that we can tap into that market since there was nobody else doing it. One guy was doing it locally. Mm -hmm. um, so what happened is, you know, next thing you know, I have, um, you know, a hundred rims in my garage. My my roommates are all pissed off and stuff because, you know, <laughs> it, it, they can't it, park to them car. it's junk. You know, <laughs> basically it is. You got all these. It's my goal. It's my yeah. business. <laughs> and uh, Scott never went through. Um, he never he never left the tire company he was working with and. I kind of just kept going with it, and um, so yeah. Next thing you know, I had you know 200 and a thousand rims inside of a house, and now they're making their way out to the backyard and the side of the house and, and the living room. And by that time, my roommates want out of the house, right? They don't <laughs> they don't want to be part of this. They can't bring girls over anymore. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's just a mess. It's not cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cool anymore. Um, so that's kind of where it started. Yeah. It when was, when did the next 
So when does it go from a home business to actual uh, getting a lease? So during that incorporating time, all yeah. the fun, all the all the nitty gritty fun stuff. Right. So during that time, um, we were going. I was going through some personal stuff at home and stuff. And I told you this story. Mm-hmm. I shared it with you before. Um, my dad had just checked himself into a uh, a rehab home. He was struggling with um, with drug addictions and stuff. And um, so it was a it was a tough time for us. And you know the business that I had just started and stuff. And um, so during that same time, um, my sister had an aneurysm. Um, so we were going through some serious life life things, right? Uh, um, this is and your older sister? I like, yeah, my older sister, or my younger sister. sister. I only have one sister, yeah. but yeah, Salome. And, uh, you know, she almost lost her life from it. And um, so the business was just something I needed to do uh, for for the family, you know, for the family. It's just something I, I had to uh, make work. And um, I had no doubt that, uh, you know, um, that something was going to come of it. I just didn't realize to what extent, you know. <laughs> yeah. And when your sister had that tough experience, <coughs> how, how were you there to help her? Well, I mean, <coughs> how was I there? Just being there for her at the hospital and um, just helping her go through the whole recovery process and um, her having to learn how to walk again, how to talk again, how to write again, and all these basic life things that you, you know that we take for granted every day. And she had to learn all that stuff, and um, so it was tough. But at the same time, while I had my dad in rehab, I had my sister going through this. I was growing a business out of the house. Um, my roommates bounced out on me, right? Mm-hmm. So they took off um, literally like overnight, and so I'm stuck at uh, at home. Um, with a bunch of rims and I couldn't just get up and leave like they did. So what I did is I asked my mom if I can bring the rims over to the house, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, absolutely not. She said, I didn't, you <laughs> can't have that not. stuff no over chance. here. So then I started driving around, you know, Mission Valley and, and whatnot and came across um, our first warehouse, which was uh, 800 square feet. Mm-hmm. And I remember signing the lease for that thing. I um, just counting how many rims I had to sell to make you know that payment mm-hmm. um, for for the warehouse and stuff, and so that's how we ended up in Mission Valley. Um, and it was just you. It was just me at the mm-hmm. time. My brother was just out of high school, so then he came. Um, you know, well, I asked him to help me out a little bit, but he ended up, and now he's been here for close to 19 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just help me out for a couple. Help me out for a couple, couple days. days. Yeah. So it's 19 Turns years later. 19 he's years. Here. Yep. Yep. So that's, that's, that's kind of how it happened. It's incredible. And then, I mean, that's part of the thing that I've always loved about doing the podcast is that people get to understand that no matter what they're doing, the path is never, it's never an easy path. No. You know, and no. there's so many different things that happen, not just in the business, but outside of the business. You know, you had family, you had your father, you had your sister, you had all this, the weight of the world on your shoulders. Right. Yep. But you knew in your heart that you had to keep pushing through. I did. You know, yeah. and keep pushing through. I mean, how many different times did you feel like maybe I should just close the doors? Never. Correct. Never. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Never. You wouldn't have been open 
I think about it now only because I'm older. (laughs) I'm older and have all this weight on my shoulders and just kind of feeling like, hey, you know, sometimes maybe it's time for me to walk away. But then I have my family. I mean, I still take care of my mom. I still take care of my dad. My, you know, I have all my employees that uh, have families and it's just, it's hard to walk away from it. Well, it's hard to walk away, but it's also... I think one of the most exciting parts too is what you know you and I have kind of discussed and that's we're there's never been a time ever in history where a small business owner can have as much impact as we can have right now right because of digital because of the phone because yeah. of the things yeah. that we can do not just for our business but for our industry in ways that have never been done before yeah. you know literally people no matter what industry or what business you're in you have an opportunity to share things and give information and tips and secrets away that before you'd have to go to school to do or you'd have to have a mentor to do but now you can do it in a podcast you can do it over youtube you can do it in so many different ways but you can do it in ways that a rising tide lifts all ships so it's not just oh you competing against another business that does the same business that you do it's how do we all as business owners do something different yep you know and make an impact yeah because i mean you talked about industry events right? right things that happen in your industry where i mean we on behind the smoke we talked about when we go to podcast movement or national barbecue association the things that compel us the things that make us want to improve our business are always people that are pushing the envelope and people that are doing things differently, yep. right? I yep. mean, Steve Jobs think differently. Right. Apple. Yeah. Um, what are what kind of things do you want to do differently for your business and your industry? Um, you know, it's such a competitive market. You know, the automotive industry is so competitive. Um, and I, like I was telling you not too long ago, I was like, you know, one of the things that I'm so impressed with Cali Comfort is the way you've been able to embrace um, other barbecue businesses and 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 share their stories or um, share their businesses or refer their business even to others right and so I think that's something that I really um, love on how you did that with your business and it's something definitely that I'm about as well so kind of sharing and referring and I mean there's enough money out there for everyone Um, so yeah just just you know, embracing competition, embracing our competitors, um, and, and and just being part of the industry as one. Sure. Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, that's a great discussion point is that you are a member of Pro Football Ultimate Fan Association. Yep. And I think that's something that <coughs> their ideals, which are fellowship, sportsmanship, and charity are things that I've always admired about you and which is why I'm so privileged that I was nominated by you and Alvarez and Johnny Bull Pride and Swoop and D to become a part of that organization. But it's 32 NFL fan bases that are all supporting each other in the thing that we love. Yeah, and we can apply that to business. Sportsmanship and charity. And that's giving back. And, you know, you never meet people like the leaders in that organization that care as much as they do about their community in ways that it's for the owner you know steve tate from the packers it's not about the packers being the best 
he cares about every single yeah, fan sure. base. Yep. You know, and until you go to Green Bay and Lambeau Field and you feel the love that every single one of those fans has for the visiting team. I mean, I remember going there with Scott, my cousin. We went, I think it was Favre's last year, and I had never been more impressed with a fan base of people that just wanted to talk about football. Right. It wasn't about talking about how bad the Chargers were or how they were going to kick our ass. It was about talking about let's talk about fellowship and why don't you come here and have a bratwurst? Yeah. And why don't you come here and you know just in, in, enjoy camaraderie, enjoy yeah, sportsmanship. For sure. for sure. So the whole, like you said, just being around all those people and the PFUFA has really taught me a lot of things as well and how to how to uh, you know the fellowship that goes on in um, these you know meetups and gatherings and stuff and um, through social media just seeing um, other fans from other teams and uh, what they do with their communities and um, how they embrace you know the the team that's coming in their fans and everything else and you grab that and and just apply it to your business I mean it's it's pretty awesome it's it's so I'm very thankful for PFUFA for sure on teaching me a few things um, without them even knowing about my business on how I should maybe apply some of those things to uh, AFW. And you got elected to Pro Football Ultimate Fan Association, but then you became the NFL Road Warrior. Right. How? Um, tell me about Alvarez because Alvarez is somebody that <laughs> holds check, holds check 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 holds a special place in both of our hearts. Um, kind of as the leader and godfather of Bolt Pride, but kind of the reason that he's one of the reasons why you and I have become so, so such close friends. Yeah, so Alvarez is the glue to all of us. I mean, he's the reason why, um, you know, and uh, it, why we all, you know, met in the first place. Um, and so Alvarez has, uh, it's just, he's just a great, uh, you, are, you know him, Sean. He's, mm -hmm. he's a great dude, man. He's, um, the way he, brings everyone together as one it's pretty amazing on how consistent he is with that too sure you know just uh phone calls after phone calls you know it's just like oh it's alvarez again <laughs> it's two o'clock and um but yeah i mean alvarez i think, is I think one of the one of the most important things about pfufa but also just about people that tailgate and we had, we had talked about this before the podcast started recording is that like when you have tailgating in your blood, you know that that person, no matter what, will be there. Yeah. And if you say 5 a.m., that person will be there at 4.45. Yeah, that's Alvarez. And those are the people that, no matter what, you know, we talked about Scott Kaplan, who we've had on the podcast, and back when the Chargers were here, and when, you know, Mighty 1090 would do a remote location, you know, during the playoff yeah. runs, and Scott would ask, who would he call? He would call Alvarez. Alvarez. <laughs> he would call Alvarez. I need some people over he here. He says, I need some people <laughs> over here. It's five in the morning. Yeah. And sure enough, Alvarez would call you and would call Johnny Bolt Pride. But those are the types of call to action, no matter what, being there and being on time and being part of that fellowship and being part of that camaraderie, yeah. that is so important. And I found that, you know, the more that I've incorporated that into our business and what I've seen you do as well is that it's not, oh, this is my personal life and this is my business life. Right. Like, this is my life. And this right. is who I am. This is who yeah. Callie is. Yep. And I'm fortunate that my wife, you know, my wife and my son and my daughter, they're going to be a part of it as well. Right. You know, they are a part of it. 
they let me do the crazy shit that I do. Yeah. <laughs> go off to festivals and you go and off I to both got lucky. On we that got end. very, we got <laughs> yeah. very lucky. Your, your wife is amazing as well. That you know she supports your dreams and your passions. And yeah. What What do you see for the next stage for American Factory Wheels? What do you What do you want to accomplish in 2020? Um. So our next step is again just going back to the website is. Um, being able to actually turn the website into sales, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and, and, and moving the whole business over, well, you know, a, a percentage of the business over to um, an e- e-commerce. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of like my focus right now is just getting that website to actually work. <laughs> sure. Yeah. To generate the sales mm-hmm. that you want it to generate. To sales, generate sales, yep. That's great. And I think, you know, one of the things that we're so excited to see is just when somebody like yourself, a business owner, a business leader, makes a commitment to create content, right? Um, the possibilities are endless, right? Because storytelling and sharing what you do, how you do it—I mean, the fact that you know you let our team, Blue Vision, in behind the scenes. Stover, who's up in Portland, is going to be able to, you know, write a blog post about That's your right. guys's business and how you're making an impact. The possibilities are endless. I just want to be part of what you're doing, you well, know, because I respect you, my brother. You are part, you are <laughs> part of it. And, um, you know, I respect, I, for anyone that starts a business in their garage that lives, lives the story, and I mean, what you've done for your family, um, you know, which we didn't get into, but you've shared with me personally, you know, I have so much respect for you as a man. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I know as somebody that's also sober i've been sober yep. for seven years and i congratulate you on your one year sobriety one year, yep. um, you've done a much better job in sharing that on facebook and instagram better than i have yep um i've shared it on this podcast obviously as a alcoholic sports bar owner that's in recovery yeah <laughs> um that also goes to meetings in my in my bar i've got two meetings a week in my bar but uh why has sobriety been important for you uh just clarity you know just Clear eyes, full hearts. Yeah, everything. I mean, just sobriety has really um, changed my life. It's crazy to say, but it really has. Um, Just, uh, you know, having a clear vision of what I want to do with the shop, in my life, in my marriage, with my family, um, and all my uh, uh, relationships, you know. um, It's just gave me that. It it cleared everything up. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Josh, I can't thank you enough, brother. It's been um, it's been so awesome just watching from afar, but now you know letting us in and sharing your story. And um, I'm so excited to watch you change change your industry. Yeah, thanks, I man. Mean, so many people that. are going to be reaching out to you. Yeah. This um, is the beginning. This is just the beginning. Just the beginning. I know we haven't yeah. even gotten started yet, which is yep. the, the most exciting part. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, they can find us at 8745 North Magnolia in the city of Santee, California or on allusedrims.com. And then Instagram? Instagram, our handle is AFW underscore OEM wheels. And on Twitter, same handle is AFW underscore AF wheels. That's perfect. And, um, or on be- Facebook as well. Facebook as American well. American Factory Wheel. We're going to put all those links in the show notes. Stover does an incredible job. Uh, make sure to check out the show notes, but also subscribe. Tell, tell your friends about the podcast and um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. Can't wait. 2020. Let's do it. My man. Boom. Oh.